Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Hello once again, I'm Adriano Magnifico. I'm career consultant in the Louis Riel School Division. And we're broadcasting live from all kinds of places. It won't be live when you hear it, but we're doing it live right now. And we're in the broadcast media studio. And I'm with my able co-hosts, producer students who are in the broadcast media program. That's one of 13 programs in the Louis Riel School Division. These programs are all amazing. They help students connect with skills, applied skills and applied learning. And I really admire any student who decides to step off the beaten path and try out one of these 13 programs or try out any program that gets them off that path so that they can explore what they are truly capable of, explore some strengths, some weaknesses, some possibilities, some curiosities. So this podcast is all about that. It's about the story of people who have usually in my world stepped off the beaten path and made some calls that at the time were probably pretty difficult to make because their friends didn't make them. Or maybe mom or dad or grandma or guardian was thinking, are you sure you want to do that? But they made the call anyway. I love talking to these people. It's always been my privilege to hear these stories. And our team this year in the broadcast media program, we have CJ, who identifies as they, them. Hi, CJ. How are you? I'm doing good. You're doing good. How's it going today in the broadcast media program? I always see you huddled over a computer. CJ is always the first one to come and kind of the last one to leave. Yeah. Employers love you. They'll think I, I'm staying around too long and then they'll have to pay me more so they won't like it. Well, our guest will have a different opinion of that, I'm sure. <laughs> and of course, I'm with Andre. Andre, how are you? Hello. Andre Boisjoli. I just love saying that name. It's like a song. Yeah, I have I, to I, say his last name mm, every time you introduce yeah, him. I'm, I'm going to bring a banjo next week and just say your name with a, <laughs> a guitar or a banjo. Andre Boisjoli. It's a beautiful name. So Andre and we have Andre and he's not he's not in the studio today. And Andre, why aren't you in the studio today? Well, right now I'm not doing doing okay. I'm uh, standing up. I'm I'm okay, but I got COVID. You have uh, COVID. Dun, dun, dun. Got it from my dad since he has it too. Is your whole family in COVID? Oh yeah, lockdown? we're we're all on. Yeah, we're all on COVID lockdown right now. <laughs> now. Once you all have it, you can all hang out, right? So yeah, I mean, we all live in the same house. We all had it at the same time. So we, we, yeah, we're just in the house. Spread together. it around to each other. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah spread it. You'll never, you'll never get out of that house. It's going to be like a bad <laughs> no, Dawn of the Dead movie kind of thing. The people who had COVID and never recovered. I, yeah. You know, I, there's all kinds of stories of people who get COVID in their homes and then they're kind of isolated in a room and people pushing food under the yeah, door and stuff I've like that. I've seen videos like that. And some people yeah. don't get it. Like they isolate and stuff. It's almost, I mean, this is going to sound like, silly. It's almost good yeah, that you all really, have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're, we're, I guess we're you're all thinking that, that way too. It's good that you all get to suffer together. <laughs> it's good that you're oh, all yeah, sick. It's, such it's a good thing. <laughs> we wish you well. What are the big symptoms? What are the ones uh, you're Oh, suffering? the throat. The throat. It's like the Sahara Desert down there. Um, it's, do, you, it's do you feel like bad. really exhausted? Because I've heard people just sleep days away because they get so exhausted. Yeah, no, I feel, I would say I feel tired, a bit sore here and there. But funny enough, I don't, no runny nose at all. I haven't been blowing my nose at all. Wow. Or coughing. 
Yeah, it's, coughing. It's so just a sore throat. Yeah, everyone's around that yeah. space, right? It's in your throat somewhere. It's either coughing, you're sniffling. You're... How's your sense of smell? People say that goes. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I have some tea here. No, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. It smells like tea. Still there. Your nose is yeah, still there. Smells good. like tea. <laughs> yeah, my nose is still there. Sense of taste is still there. So, uh, well, that's good that's because good. that's really the big purpose in life is to eat and enjoy eating. I was oh, about yeah, to exactly. say that's no yeah. fun though because I want to see him like eat a lemon or something with no reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of cruel, CJ. Good for you. <laughs> CJ's really developing a real sense of, you know what? I'm just going to embrace this podcast and say whatever's on my mind. I like it. I like it, yeah. CJ. They were so shy when they began, but not anymore. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, <laughs> hey, we have a great show today. This is going to be a humdinger of a show. You say uh, that every time. I know. Okay. This can be a doozy. How's the doozy? <laughs> that works. Okay. How's the doozy? This is going to be the Cracker Jack show. Cracker Jack show because we have a guest and I've known this guest for a long time. She had the, uh, the unfortunate fortune <laughs> of being a student in my class way back in, I think she mentioned to me 2005. And I didn't yeah. remember. I, I thought it was even earlier. So I'm, I'm, we're on the air with, and she's from her home, and uh, I so, am. so she's not in the studio. But this is Mirna Torres. How are you, Mirna? Hi, I'm. I'm so good. It's always so great to hear from you. I was telling my husband last night. You've kind of just been this like constant in my life for the past what? How long? I can't do math. So Ooh, how you're long is celebrity? It been? Two thousand? No, 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 no. Like, I, like I, I don't know how long since they graduated. Anyway, two thousand five, right? So that how yeah. long is that? Do the math. You now let's. I don't. I 17. don't do math. Seventeen years. <laughs> Seventeen years ago. Seventeen years ago, and that yeah, was uh, which is well, Mirna was in a program we ran there called the Career Internship Program, and she was one of these people. And I always she you were so full of energy, such a perky, energetic. Uh, so much fun in your in your heart and just energy and uh i just remember you're one of these people again when i was recruiting for that program at river east and then at windsor park it's still flourishing at windsor park probably with the longest probably the longest internship program perhaps in the mm. history of manitoba that's that's been going on for 25 years that started wow. in 95 that's still moving and we've expanded it in louis riel into other spaces what I always love about that SIP program, it's called SIP, Career Internship Program, is we didn't discriminate about any selection. If you had a pulse, we were going to take you. And, mm -hmm. and that was, uh, and you had a, you had a pulse. So you were a great candidate, <laughs> Mirna. So tell us, why did you, you know, it's awesome. So why did you, yeah, but I, I always saw that extra special part of you too. So why, why did you choose the SIP? Why did you go off? Again, everyone does the same thing in high school. They go through yeah. those K to 12, but you had that program at River East in grade 12. Why did you jump right. off the beaten path? Um, I think it's because I had a lot of intentionality about what I did and didn't want to do after high school. Um, I didn't, I mean, I say intentionality as in I wanted to be successful. How I would land that success, I, clearly I didn't know. I was, you know, 15, 16 at the time. I had no idea. But it just seemed like a really great opportunity to continue to learn, to learn something new, to learn at a quicker pace. And to be honest with you, I think that what was most appealing was the fact that I would be done school early. Like I would wrap up my grade 12, like my regular grade 12 curriculum by April. And it was the internship part of that that I was just really excited about. Um, because I knew that I would need 
that internship really set me apart from other students my age. And because I had heard of so many success stories, I remember um, Adriano had a huge uh, binder full of success stories of people that had landed internships, you know, guest speakers would come in and tell their stories. And so I just found it super inspiring to say, hey, like this might be a path that might lead me somewhere really interesting. And um, when I looked through the binder of all the different companies that were taking interns, it wasn't just like, you know, little mom and pop shops, right? Like there were, there were big players in that binder. And, uh, you know, some of the places that really stood out to me, I knew could make a real impact in the future. And so that's, that's really why I chose it because I wanted something different and I wanted, and I, I did want to stand out from the crowd and I don't regret it. And I, you know, as we continue to chat this morning, I'll kind of open up about what those changes were and about how even, you know, the smallest pieces and the smallest connections and the smallest things that you learn about yourself continue to evolve even well into your adult years. Boy, that's awesome. It's an interesting fact that the internship was the attractor to you. Now, why don't kids, why don't the rest of the students see that as I have to do that or I should be doing that? What set you apart? Because you're also leaving when you join the career internship program or anyone comes to the arts and tech center here, you leave your mm-hmm. friends. You don't leave them permanently, right. which, but you move away from them into a different realm where you meet different people. What's, mm-hmm. what's the, what's kind of the, uh, the anxiety around that where a lot of students don't choose just to continue the beaten yeah. path? Yeah, because it's comfortable, right? To just stay in the regular curriculum. You don't really have to think much for yourself when you select your courses and someone in admin tells you what time you're going to show up to whatever class. And that's just kind of what you do. So there's predictability, there's comfort and just routine in that regular curriculum. Um, So I can see why some students would be hesitant to not continue with that standard uh, curriculum, right? Because to separate yourself whether it's a SIP program or the other programs that you ran throughout, you know, the other school divisions, it takes a lot of discipline, I think, um, discipline in yourself to know that you are going to have to do a lot of hard work. You are going to have to dedicate time and commitment to things that perhaps you typically wouldn't if you would have stayed on that traditional course. Um, but I think it also it speaks to a lot of just character development, right? Because you do have to step outside your comfort zone to really reflect on like, hey, like, what are the things that I'm really good at? And what are some things that I really want to work on? When you really reflect on what are the things that make me happy? What are some things that I'm passionate about? What What is it that I want to pursue? Like you said, as opposed to your parents, your grandparents, or any outside noise or influence. And I think the hardest part is, in my case, it was that career hunting um, experience at a very young age. I was 17, you know, talking to, I remember like the Delta Hotel, CIBC to Hot 103, going to those uh, interviews as a 17-year-old girl <laughs> and meeting with people who, you know, I, I saw as, um, you know, highly successful people, people who knew their stuff and, um, you know, just putting yourself on the hot seat and knowing that you're going to put yourself on the hot seat and being prepared or doing whatever you can to prep. I think it's a lot of work to ask of a lot of teenagers, but those who are ready to step up will not only stand out in that season in their lives, but what you take from that experience, you, I mean, that's forever. That's an investment that you have for your whole life. So to answer your question, I think it's just that, that comfort side, right? It's just really easy to 
to be stuck in that mud forever, not just in high school, forever. Yes. But I think if you yes. begin to unstick yourself at an early age, it makes it that much easier for you to soar in any area of your life after high school. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's powerful stuff. I feel like we're climbing the mountain again to talk to. <laughs> Mirna, give us the secret. And uh, part of that is, you know what I loved what you said, though? You did go to a lot. You remind me of the old SIP model where mm. you'd go out for an interview um, we'd post the postings and there was no guarantee you'd have to right. win the interview. What did you learn through those interviews? You mentioned hot 103 CIBC. Delta. Yeah. What did you learn through those interviews? You said, I got, what I heard was there was this sense of there's a role model in front of me. So you're admiring those people. When you left each interview mm-hmm. though, what did mm-hmm. you think? And when you came back, like, yeah. because you yeah. come back into the world of students, right? And, you know, what are we doing Saturday night? And, um, uh, you know, I've got a boyfriend. I've got a girlfriend. Uh, uh, Ditch the boyfriend. Ditch. Well, yeah, that was a cheap cheap piece of advice I gave you a long time ago. I said, ditch that boyfriend. Not worth it, honestly. (laughs) Well, that's your cheap advice you'll give to anyone. Ditch the boyfriend. But. Always. Because we had that conversation always. <laughs> all right. Great all All these young people be listening. Goes, oh, what's the great message? She told us to break up. I'm yeah, sorry, we're done. Everyone, we're done. Everyone after this episode is going to break up with their significant <laughs> others. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not bad advice. <laughs> so, but but they were role models when you came back and you chose CIBC, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And because they have to offer you something, then you have to accept the offer. And then you have to tell Hot 103, I decline your offer. I suspect you were offered right. some others, right? I was. Yes. Yes. So... Yeah, I mean, the old model was, here's a binder, here's a here's a list of all the companies that are hiring, now you apply to all of them, and there was no guarantee that you would A, get an interview, or B, get a job offer. And so this yeah, might Yeah, so we worked be- very hard in those resumes. Do you remember those resume workshops? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they were, we pounded yeah. that stuff into you. We spent days. So that they don't help. <laughs> so, well, they do help. When the, the way we did it, do you remember those? They were like day long resume workshops, and I kept used to have to used to have to keep coming to me with your new version. Do you remember? And yeah. I and I'd say oh, to yeah. you, not good enough. Nope, fix this part. Fix yeah. this part until it was entry level professional. That's what we always talked about to you guys. So that was kind of yeah. fun, and everyone left there with a resume that was off the chart. I'd, I I we had so many partners come back and say, "Wow, who's helping these kids with their resumes?" Well, we, well, we kind of are. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and I think that makes all the difference, right? But what was great about my resume, I mean, obviously with your help, was that I was able to land three interviews. And so my, my three um, employers' choice at that time were the Delta downtown because I, I was really excited about the opportunity to perhaps, you know, just work in hospitality, right? Working yes. with people. I yes. wanted to be front-facing. Hot 103, it was more of an administrative role, but obviously like Hot 103 was super cool back then. And I thought maybe I could like get tickets or something to some concert. <laughs> you reverted <laughs> then, back to your high school mentality. That was uh, perfect. It was a beautiful moment. And then um, CIBC was my number one choice because like it was the bank, right? You know, the gosh, the vision of me working as a teller at 17. I was, I was like, the, the banks make the billions dream. billions in profits that's a beautiful yeah. thing yeah, and, and your parents and, would have loved that too because we always had parents say uh, because parents participated with us a lot and they wanted to know what you were applying to and what kind of places you were getting chances 
with, you know, with whom mm-hmm. you were getting chances. And of course, everyone loved the banks because they see a bank yeah. getting a billion dollar profit every quarter. <laughs> they don't understand you're not getting a part of that billion dollar profit. Right. Yeah, every, you're, get, every you're getting time minimum someone, wage at the uh, at, right. at the teller. Every time someone goes and deposits money, you get a cent. <laughs> but it <laughs> wasn't work. minimum wage. It wasn't minimum wage. No, it was a little higher. It, it like was, the banks were a great one. Double. Yes. Yeah, oh. it was a great one. Maybe I need to it go get a job at a bank then. then. Yes. Yeah. Well, back then minimum wage, back then minimum wage was six seventy five, uh, but the bank yeah. offered twelve dollars. So it was amazing, $12. right? Twelve so dollars. Wow. Right. I know. I know. So, anyways, I ended up choosing CIBC. I did get offers from the others too, but I just really thought about it long term, right? I thought really long term. What's what's the opportunity here that could really set me up for longevity in whatever I pick? And you know, banking does offer a ton of opportunity. And even if I didn't stay in banking for my, the rest of my life, I knew that it was a role that I could, you know, be front facing. I could learn so much about just the financial industry. I could be trusted, um, great hours, great work environment, dress code, all those things that took into consideration. And uh, I ended up staying at the bank for two years, two, three years. Yes. Um, yes. And so it was a, it was a right decision for me at that time. And, and you were a great fit for the bank. Because you were so hardworking. Bank, and you're a customer service person. When you applied for all three of these, they were customer service style jobs, mm-hmm. right? They were serving yeah. others and taking care of others. And that's always been one of your skills. I always saw that in you. You just had this je ne sais quoi about serving and helping and respecting people and making them feel good about who they are. Mm-hmm. So that's, Thank you. that's one of your, that was always one of your talents I saw long ago. That's why I said, ditch that boyfriend. And it was... <laughs> Because you should be serving others, not that boyfriend. And really, it was about you went on this journey. What I love about your journey is you didn't stop at CIBC. Uh, yeah. You get a yearning to move on. What helps you think about, gee, this isn't the space for me. I'm getting the skill set. Mm-hmm. You're building skills. You're getting good mm-hmm. at customer service. Mm-hmm. You're getting good at financial. Yeah. And, and conversations with people. Like There can't be a more intimate conversation than one about people with their money. I know. And so the sensitivity you need to talk at a bank when you're talking to people about money, that really sets people apart. And and you're making a difference in life, right? That's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So why did you think mm-hmm. I have to move on from there? Um, so the reason why I wanted to move on from banking was because I don't do math. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can really relate to that. Why. I can relate to that heavily. But, but, but it's not math. Like the bank always killed me because there were some students who were taking what we would consider the essential math, which was just kind of the practical math. They were brilliant at the bank because that's the, that's kind of the math that the bank uses. Do you get calculators? Yes, you do. Oh, no, they test you. (laughs) (laughs) you. Every moment. But I think it was more so, I wanted more autonomy in whatever position that I, that I worked in the future or whatever field that I chose to work in. I just wanted to make, a more direct impact. And so then, uh, you know, human resources landed on my lap very, very unexpectedly. And I was, I was 21 at the time. And um, so my first role in HR was actually working as a staffing consultant for a staffing agency downtown. Um, And that was like my first real experience with HR. But I was specifically only doing like Headhunting, recruitment, filling jobs, sourcing jobs, sales around, finding jobs, all that. Well, how would you um, define so then, HR for, for a young person listening gosh, to this? Yeah. What, what is funny. HR? 
human resources, well, first off, the term human resources you'll find will be very, very outdated by the time that you get into the, the marketplace. It's people and culture. So people operations um, is a term that, you know, we're seeing a shift right now in the industry. But what, what is it? HR, people ops, really what it is. Uh, we are the heartbeat of any organization. And when I say that, I say that because we truly fuel culture, we fuel incentives, we fuel how people feel about being at work, about how they enjoy their work, or how they don't. Yeah, so HR just yeah has, engagement, right? You guys really are trying yeah. to connect with them about engaging at work. And engagement numbers are ridiculously bad at workplaces. Do you notice that? It, it, it is, but it is. But I think that's why you're going to see a huge shift and you're already seeing a huge shift. Um, another way part of it is bringing out the best in people, whether it's developing people's skill sets, working with them to train them better at whatever it is that they want to do, making sure that they have, you know, the tools and resources to be successful, not only while they're working, but not working, right? So looking at, you know, what is it that you need on your time off? How much time do you need off? So when we're talking about like vacation, you know, family leave, personal time off, like what kind of sick leaves do we have? Would you say kind it's of kind of like a union? Because it kind of sounds like you're kind of like the union. No, 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 no. I know no. nothing okay. about HR. Yeah. Yeah. So in a nutshell, some companies will have a union. So there's companies that are unionized and some companies that are not unionized. Okay. I've never worked for a unionized company, but essentially what a union is, they're like, think of it like a committee that sets uh, their own particular uh, rules and standards for employees that are also part of that committee. And so the union works with the company to make sure that everybody's playing nice in the sandbox. And that oh, everyone's okay. treated fairly. Like unions have been yeah. important in, in, in the yes. history of the world. They've been important mm -hmm. in extending worker rights to make sure yes. that there is, uh, and well, and a great HR person kind of bridges the union if there is exactly. one and and yeah. helps and helps to make sure that it's not onerous it's not difficult that that everyone gets the best out of those relationships that's what a, a great hr mm -hmm. person does so yeah. when you went to the recruitment center um mm -hmm. which was downtown what was the big takeaway from that for you yeah so my big takeaway from that was that i actually got a got a pinch for something that i really liked doing and I knew that my career would evolve into some HR realm. HR is just so huge. There's just so much that you can do within that umbrella. You know, some people will branch off into just pensions or some benefits, just training or just recruitment, um, just employee relations. Like there's just so much opportunity under that one umbrella. And uh, I think that's where my journey really began. And that's why, you know, since then, I've been in many different HR roles. And I've just been super, super fortunate you know, 10 years later, I'm a BPHR, so I'm a Chartered Professional in Human Resources, because along the way, I picked up so many different skills and so many different pieces of expertise because of the roles that I've been in. I, I, I've been exposed to all of the different HR buckets, and because I've been exposed to all of them, collectively, that is how I've acquired my stamp of approval, so to speak, being that Chartered Professional and human resources. The and that was part, always my goal. Yeah. And the interesting part about you, though, and what I find so fascinating about your story is uh, H, most people who want to go into HR go directly to the educational source mm. of becoming the HR. <laughs> I did not. You did it the other way around, where you it's moved in. Yeah. Like the CIBC bank mm -hmm. helped you develop a skill set mm -hmm. so 
so conducive to HR connectivity about how to mm -hmm. treat people, how to deal with people, what customer service looked like and all those kinds of pieces, right? Yeah. And then when you went to the recruitment center, ADECO, I think it was called, right? You mentioned mm -hmm. when you went to that space, you got an education. You had no HR accreditation though, credential. No. So you no. just learned HR without the credential. You went it the other way, right? For eight years, I did that. Yeah. yeah. So eight years, you had no credential, but you were building your reputation as an HR professional. So mm -hmm. you eventually went to get the CPHR, which is the... Well, I eventually, well, I had to go to school in order to get that CPHR. Yeah. So you took a year off, right? Yeah. And so it wasn't until 2018. So we're talking now 13 years after I graduated high school. I, I thought, okay, well, you know, I've, I've worked in this field now for, you know, eight, like eight to 10 years. Like it's, I should probably make this official because I don't want any doors to close on me in the future because I've been able to land all these incredible jobs without any university education or without that particular credential. Um, but I don't want those doors to remain closed in the future as I continue to build my career. Right. And, and so yes, uh, at yes, the time, I, yes. I had a young family, right? Yes. I had two two girls and, you know, my household, you know, real adulting responsibilities. <laughs> yes. And it was a huge sacrifice to say, hey, I'm going to, you know, quit my job. At the time, I was with the Birchwood Automotive Group in a role that I loved and a company that I really enjoyed. So it was really hard to, to literally resign from that to go to school. It was super backwards. But it was a sacrifice that I made for my future. And it was literally the equivalent of a three-year degree in 11 months, um, Monday to Friday, high school style, which is super fun, you know, 8 to 4.30 every day, 60-hour school weeks of homework. Um, and it was really exhausting, but I knew that there was a goal that I had in mind. And um, really exciting things happened when I, when I finished. I landed, you know, my dream job at the time. And so, you know, it paid off right away. But, uh, you know, to, yeah, to your point, I, I was not your conventional, traditional high school, university, entry level job and then go. I kind of did it backwards. You know, I had, I built my family in the meantime, not with my high school boyfriend, mind you. <laughs> well, well, we discussed um, that, right? We had to get rid of that guy. Had to dump he, had, he had to go. <laughs> the scene here is he had to go. And, and he was a beautiful person. I'm kidding around. He was, really, he, he, he was a nice fellow. Obviously not if you told her to dump No, him. no. We're just having some fun. <laughs> here is too is you know when you're a trailblazer like you don't follow the crowd right and there is no right or wrong way to to find whatever it is that you're looking for and you know we just live in a very forgiving society hey you're 60 you want to go back to school go you're you've been in a career is that what you're trying years, to tell me right it. now is that what you're trying to tell me right now <laughs> it's a sign it's a sign, it's a sign. oh my gosh do. For relationship coaching, hey, you could do oh, that. Oh, yeah, there you oh go. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Now you're the mentor. Oh, Perfect my God. For you. You're telling me to dump what? What do I need to get rid of? Anyway, no, that's, a, that's, but, that's pretty powerful because when you think of the pathing you took, I, I always want every student to think that you are unique and your path is what you decide your path is. And, and the key thing mm -hmm. is how you were getting to know who you were, what's important to you, what you value what skills you have, mm -hmm. what skills you want to acquire. And then you are connecting to who values those skills outside of your spaces, which is a, which is a really neat piece. I'm thinking of even those three years, that three-year degree you're doing in 11 months at the University yeah. of Winnipeg. How yeah. testy was that with the kids? Come on. How messy oh was gosh. that with the kids? 
there, there must have been times when you were working on some paper or something, and these two were fighting behind you. Come on. Or they stole the paper oh. and started drawing on it or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll so to be honest with you, <laughs> okay, so at the time, my little one, at the time I had two, I have three now. Yes. But at, at the time, my little one was a year and a half when I started. So I had a toddler and oh a Oh, my gosh. And um, I will say, you know, I'm really blessed. I have really, I have really well-behaved girls, knock on wood. But um, I really saw it as an opportunity to just like, you know, to be a role model for my girls, especially like my older daughter, because I did have her at a really young age. I, I just wanted to open up that lens in her eyes to say, hey, like, you know, mom did do something for herself, you know, like mom did go back to school. You know what I mean? So yeah, me, that's that oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so um, sweet. Well, it is. It sounds like this is Pollyanna world. I mean, this is so, <laughs> well, they, they, so they never fought and they, they just said, well, mom, mom, can I get you a coffee? Would you like anything? And well, they brought, it, they brought it on the one tray. And a half. They brought it in a tray. I'll say, listen, I'll say like the, the key to, <laughs> the key to success in any aspect of life is just having a really supportive partner. That's awesome. I thought you were going to say uh, to have good kids behind you. No. Uh, you can't always. You can't yeah. always. No, the kids are funny. We had this conversation about kids. Kids are, uh, they're wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful, but they try you in all kinds of ways. And you discover things yeah. about yourself with your children that you don't even know exist. Yeah, like how mm -hmm. I don't like children. I no, no. That. Like CJ, you're going to love children. You will. You will. It's, it, it, it's a funny thing. Like there were times when even with my kids who were all grown up, I just thought, oh my gosh, I when is when are they going to fall asleep? When can I <laughs> when actually can I relax here? And now I, I, I'm sad when they leave. When they're at home, when That's they come over, they're older. you've gotten older and sentimental. They're older. I know. And... I've, I've become old and, and sentimental. <laughs> but that's what happens. What I love about Myrna's story is there is a great like. You've had role models. When you talked about, you saw those people. You began with that notion of I'm seeing these people from the SIP program way back when in high mm -hmm. school. You're yeah, seeing, you're seeing these role models, and you understand the importance of being that example for your own children, mm -hmm. and that. It's important for you to say to them, it's important to get a credential. You don't have to get it, it at this moment, but it's important right. for you to get that credential. It will help you mm -hmm. and build you in ways you can imagine. I think that's a powerful exactly. message to your children. So when they see Thank you working you. like that, no, it's important. I've always, I, I'm so proud of you for doing that as well. When you think about um, down the road when they graduate and when, when they move on, I think they have a role model with whom they can talk and get the advice that they'll trust. Because one of the key pieces of career development is the parent. And the parent, mm -hmm. all the research shows that the parent is the key person. So however you build that environment, however you build those conversations, however you mm -hmm. decide to share and expose them to experiences that are important, will make an incredible, will have an incredible influence on in how they decide to make their own calls down the road. So I think this is really powerful. I'm Thank just, you. Oh, I, I, and I, and, and I, I briefly shared with you too that, and you know, my older daughter, so she's in high school, she's 15 and a half and over spring break, I said, Hey, like spring break, like we're, we're, we're getting you a job or we're going to start the job search. Right. And so she was really like my first, you know, my first, client so to speak right and so every you know, ounce of days. hr work went into your child every moment yeah Beautiful. yeah and it was great and it was great and long story short you know she did the hard work right like i i was there to coach her but she did the hard work and i said you're actually going to i'm going to drive you around to the places that you want to work at you're and you're going to walk in 
and you're going to ask for a manager. So we printed resumes and she yes. got dressed up and I coached her on, you know, how you present yourself to a manager, what types of questions they might ask you. And she did that. And that week, in one week, you guys, within her wow. first three so she days, got a teach- she landed three jobs. Well, you know what? And and when you think about it, maybe the microphone in your ear was a bit much about what to say. But overall, Mirna, I say, think say I think exactly you did the right this. Thing. Make sure they don't ask you this. He said what to you? Slap him now. Slap him. Well, I, I think I think it's important. Like that prep is really important. Yes. Like you can't yes. prepare somebody who doesn't want it, right? Yes. And she was motivated, and she wanted to, and she was eager, and she was asking the right questions. Yes. Um. If it if she had no interest, there was no way I would force her to like, kick her out of the car to go do that, right? But she really wanted it for herself, and that's why she landed three jobs in three days. And so, to, you know, to to your point, Adriano, I just think it's really great to, um, you know, now for me to cherry pick those those teachings that I picked up from you, and now applying that to my own child, regardless of my own experience. It's different when it's your own child. I've never worked with high school students, right? Mm-hmm. So my only experience has been my own daughter. Well, she's and kind just, of a high school student now. So you're beginning to you're beginning to get the taste. The taste of the teenager. Oh. That's right. And, and it's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we talked about it, Mirna. We talked about uh just what you did with your with your own daughter. Like it's it's almost best to apply for jobs when they're not hiring. Because then you become top of mind when they are hiring and everybody hires. It, like, like if you can time exactly. it a bit, it, it just makes sense. If you can target places you want to go, I pretty much guarantee they're going to be hiring at some point in their, in their, mm-hmm. in, in their life as a company. And you'll be top of mind. Don't you think your resume and everything would get lost though? Because it... Well, there's no resume to get lost because it's not in a pile. It's the only oh, one yeah. they have. Okay. And when they are hiring, hey, do you remember that kid who came in, that Mirna? Oh yeah, she was yeah, she was really pull out that resume. And yeah, then you it make becomes, a good impression, yeah. And you save them HR time and money because it costs oh, money. Time. It costs money to recruit and find and to deal with. So yeah. I always tell kids, don't go when they're hiring, go when they're not hiring and identify the place you want to go. And that's the hardest thing for a student. Like I like that you asked your daughter, like what places do you want to go check out? And then you get on the road and then you're getting into an environment that you've already interacted with that whether it's McDonald's cause you like their big Macs or that's uh, why I want to work at Tim's So I get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, t- well, these guys are into coffee. Do you drink a lot of coffee, Mirna? I don't actually. Good for you. Good I'm for like you. a social coffee drinker. Like I'll have, like if I'm, it depends. Like some at Stella's I'll, I'll have something, but like at home we have espresso. My husband, he's, He's Greek and he loves his coffee. Oh, espresso! Uh, I like love espresso, the smell. Though. Oh, I love the smell of it, but yes. I I don't know. I have like one a month. It does smell nice. That's one true. a month. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. One I, a month. How do you live? Oh my I, goodness! I I I think I'm on my third this morning. Anyway, yeah, I had one this morning too. <laughs> there was a reason why I was so full of energy, Mirna, back in the day. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep it up. Anyway, now there's you you've you've gotten the education piece. Um, mm-hmm. and then I, the piece I love is the same advice you gave to your daughter. You exercised on your own while you were getting your credential in the PACE program at the university of Winnipeg, your HR credential, mm-hmm. you identified a company you wanted to work with. Do you want to talk about that? Only experience? one. Yes. And you went after yeah. one. I love that. You don't even have your credential yet. That's no. that's takes some chutzpah. Right? I was six months out and I knew exactly like no, I I no, I knew the entire time. 
Um, but it was when it, I was six months out from my graduation date that I thought, okay, I should probably start being super intentional about getting noticed, about interacting with this company, about making it known that I want to work at this company. I literally put all my eggs in one basket because um, I, I had no plan B. <laughs> and all of my personal branding was directed towards this one company. And um, long story short, I, 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 you know, I was like, you know what, let's just go for it. I wasn't done my course. What was your process April? then a bit? Like, what did you do? Did you call them up while you're in the program no. and want to talk to somebody? Or did you just get no, your, it, in social media, did you just get your face out yeah. there and liking everything they like? And, and So and, LinkedIn, I had my own little strategy on LinkedIn. And so LinkedIn is super important. Um, I know that, you know, for the younger generations, it seems like it's, it's you know, like, those older people but well, as you continue <laughs> yeah it, it's the old person's facebook and facebook yeah, is already the old person it's, it's like tech. facebook yeah. right yeah. uh yes, yes yes and no um what i love about linkedin is that it can really open up doors for people and networking honestly 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 like networking i can't i can't describe or just ramble on about how important networking is in, in life I do believe that there's a component of who you know. There will always be, whether it's somebody that you know personally or somebody that you connect with, have a smart conversation with, ask thought-provoking questions on one of their posts. You know, you just have to, that, that, that grind of like, I have to stand up from the crowd, it'll never go away. Whether you're working for a company, whether you work for yourself, you always want to be, you always want to stand out because, um, there will be opportunities and you you want to be top of mind when somebody thinks of, of someone for any particular opportunity. But LinkedIn was really important for me when I was targeting that company. You know, obviously like the basics, right? Like start following people, connecting with people, commenting on their posts. I didn't um, even think value. about commenting on posts. That's a really good piece of advice. Mm-hmm. But it's not just, it's not just commenting. It's like adding like quality comments, right? You know, adding value to conversations, adding yeah. value. Yeah, so it's not just about clicking the like button, is it? No, no. absolutely not. That's annoying. I would say, like, <laughs> don't do that. Don't <laughs> like people's then, posts. Well, don't like, like with intention, right? Because, like, again, it's not Facebook. It's not Instagram, right? It's, it's such a waste of potential to have a platform like LinkedIn and not add value. Like, for example, let's say you say, oh, I'm a, I'm a marketing person, right? Um, but like you don't know how to market yourself on LinkedIn. Well, like it's a it's such a sales opportunity to truly showcase your skills and experience when you have an entire network of people who can actually judge that based off of how you behave and how you market yourself and how you brand yourself. So um, I was super intentional about all of my activity. And um, long story short, I actually got a job offer three months before I graduated. And I wrote my final on a Friday, and I started my dream job on a Monday. And wow. you know, you yeah. know, we, company. We should say the company out loud because one of our producers is connected to that company. I heard the last name. I know him. So yeah, yeah. Commerce. <laughs> you know, cool, we should eh? we should get it. Yeah. Well, you've been talking a lot about LinkedIn, and I think LinkedIn comes up pretty often in, in our episodes. I think we should get yeah. a, a sponsorship. It's time for a sponsorship by LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, yeah. now this like Andre is thinking, right? This Andre is thinking. We got Mr. Magnifico, the career dude. So, yeah, you could go and message him. Hey, we need a sponsor <laughs> yeah. for that's, this amazing that's my podcast. New title. I'm, gonna, I'm branching off into a whole new line called career dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, that's, a, that's a great that title. Works. 
career it is, dude. It there it is. That's Mr. What it Magnifico, is. the career dude. I, was, I want to be called the career whisperer, but I think the career dude <laughs> is just hipper and cooler, and I can wear better clothes. I think I can wear better clothes. <laughs> you, need, you need the career land hat, uh, Tuke, and then you're a career dude. That's right. That's right. Anyway, of course. <laughs> but yes, it was bull commerce. And for me, the reason why bull was so fun is because, uh, you know, you know, tech, right? You know, I, I love the idea of working for a startup and really making an impact and growing with the company and learning so much. It's amazing because, you know, I went back to school. I had eight years of HR experience. And then I go to school and then I just completely immerse myself in the academic side of it. But I'll be honest with you. Um, in my time, you know, working at Bold, I feel like I've learned so much more in my time with Bold than I have in any previous role co collectively than I have more with school. Um, so I think that just goes was to it show the school, that. Was it the school part, though, that influenced? Like school, my son's doing this now, too. He's, 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 mm. he's, he's working with a company and they're sending him to school and, and to get. Nice. And, and his his conversations with me now are a little different because of the organizational uh -huh. behavior that he's Big working time. on and studying and some of the academic pieces. Did you find that yeah. going to school and applying, you're actually applying some of that school thinking? Yes, because I think that what school does, school teaches you how to think. It teaches you how to be analytical. It teaches you how to think critically, right? So there's a ton of value in getting the academic portion too. But it also helps you understand, like, the behind the scenes sometimes. And like you said, that organizational behavior, um, because then it's no longer just about a job or job duties. It becomes more about the business acumen and about the business understanding and just the bigger pieces of, of the pie, so to speak, that you really, that you learn. Um, and then when you're actually in the role itself, you, you you make decisions differently. You think differently because you understand that there's you know like you know more more puzzle pieces so to speak to everything going on, and that we might not understand sometimes yes. if we don't have that academic background. Yes. And and you you learn more of the vernacular, like the language of your profession, right? And mm -hmm. and when you're sitting around tables, when somebody throws an acronym or a term your way, and you're going, hmm, yeah, didn't get to that page in the in in the textbook, you're much more versed in and where they're coming from, what they're trying to bring to the table, and the conversation just moves better. I always find that too. Exactly. And, and that's the power of that. So the bold thing is working out beautifully. And you're on maternity leave. Yeah, I am. I am. My little girl. <laughs> yeah, well, she, she, she turned one this weekend, so now the fun begins. Um, I'm just looking forward to nice weather, as I'm sure we all are. Oh, you want to get out with those? Oh, you want to get out with those kids? It must be driving everybody. <laughs> Anyone with little children must be crazy right now. Especially when like stores were closed and everything. Oh my goodness, I wouldn't be able yeah, to deal it was with a, kids. <laughs> it was just an interesting time to be on maternity leave, but you know what? I think, um, like like Adriana said earlier, right? When you become a parent, you 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 look at different things differently too. Mm -hmm. Um, so, mm -hmm. so yeah, like it, it wasn't the best time because yes, you know, the lockdowns, the weather and yada, yada, but at the same time, like I've never felt more bonded to a baby than I have with her. That's of true. Course. Like That's all true. of our time has been so intentional. Like we've, we've literally been, you know, attached to the hip and we built the best bond. Um, so I know there's, there's beauty in everything. Right. And you kind of just roll with it. And, um, I think that, I think that what happens as you evolve in your career too, um, and as you evolve in your adult years, whether it's relationships or with your family, as you evolve, I think that you just, what happens is you don't sweat the small stuff. You just kind of look at situations and just take the best 
and not worry or stress about the little things that really don't make a difference in your day. Yeah, we talked about that. Whereas, yeah, especially the stuff you can't control, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I see my daughter, she gets really upset about everything. I'm like, gosh, like, put the shoes on the rack. Like, (laughs) it's not a big deal. Or, like, who cares if your phone's dead? Charge it for five minutes, right? No, not the phone. Not the phone. No, the internet. What's going on? The internet connection. I'm going to be late to whatever. Like, hey, like, relax. You know, so well, I think you just gain perspective. Well, but that you're you, you're sure. modeling, you're modeling that will bring that to her. Like when I used to get upset with my kids because I, I was always high energy idiot, and um, <laughs> and they remember, and he's so calm now. My oldest, and mm. he just says, um, "Boy, you were just going forth, like you were running around. You get a, you know, you get upset about this, you'd move to this, you'd be happy about this, and I don't know, it was it was an odd thing." So if if you can model that great sense of balance, Mirna, you're doing you're doing your children a world of good, I think. Anyway, you know what? This is this has been kind of interesting, and I want to share this crazy shampoo story. So I'm going to do it right now, yeah, very I'm quickly. Scared. Here I am. I'm, I'm scared. A, I'm Did a, you eat it or something? I'm at Princess Auto. And <laughs> I, I have no idea. Wait, you know, I you it's know a car I, thing. No, Princess Auto. It's a don't even CJ. Don't even. It's it's a place where <laughs> where handy guys go. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. to get tools. Anyway. I'm looking at there and I'm with somebody and this, this person says, oh yeah, I, I bought this. I'm looking at this on the, I went, you bought this? And it says, I think it's called Mane and Tail Shampoo. Oh, we have that. Mane what? and Tail Shampoo. I have, we have I that. Have we wash our dog with it and you can actually. Okay, but and this, you can person actually... Washed, this person washed her hair with it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I thought, yeah. isn't this what you use to wash horses? <clears throat> yeah. And, and, and they said, yeah. And I, yeah, it's a little, it's not, a, it's, it makes it a little tough. I well, guess. if I it know. works on horses, I know, it must but, work on but hair. But my big right? question was about the hair and, and, and the shampoo. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is insane. What's your shampoo brand there, Myrna? Honestly, I don't really have a go-to. It's just whatever's on sale. At a girl. There you go. So <laughs> I'm going to send you a shipment of mane and tail. Oh, no. Shampoo. Yeah, we use that. We use that. We, Andre, you actually use that? Andre, for what on yeah, well, not. I don't use it personally, but well, yeah, we have a bottle. Someone uses it on their we, human head, and they and, said, And we ah, use it whatever. to wash our dog with it. Yeah, and apparently it's fine to wash it on a human head. That's yeah. scary. Nice? Yeah, what does it smell like? I'm frightened. <laughs> I don't know. It smells... Doesn't smell like anything, really. Anyway, that's well. We'll we'll end on that point. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're gonna do the quick. Are you ready for the quick cues? We call them these quick little questions. Andre, you okay. ready? Okay. I am ready. Okay, we're gonna do this, and Andre's got a collection of questions. You can answer them very quickly. Okay. This is not discussion okay. time, even though our producers don't understand that. Okay. It's been kind of a lame exercise <laughs> so far. Answers. We're trying to get it done properly. So here we go. Yeah. Okay. Andre, you're on. Well, welcome to Quick Cues, and we'll start off with our first question. Myrna, dog or cat? None. Oh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes, heck yes. Favorite potato chip? Lay's, classic. Mm. What do you put on toast? Uh, Nutella, strawberries. Summer or winter? Summer. Messy or tidy desk? Uh, tidy. <laughs> What's expired in your fridge? Uh, hot sauce. Favorite music genre? Latin. Favorite social media? I don't have social media. So uh, LinkedIn right now. Shameless plug. Outdoors or indoors person? Outdoors. 
Coffee or tea? Tea. Morning or night person? Morning. Do you believe in ghosts? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest fear? I mean, I could get real morbid, but uh, just a light one would be hype. <laughs> Favorite podcast? This one. She got the right answer. We always leave that for the end for the big cheer. This is We've only had one person who got it wrong so far. Yeah, one person actually oh, got it no. wrong. Like they actually gave another podcast. We said we're editing that out. What are you doing? We asked that for a reason. <laughs> Edit. Mm, mm, mm. And no, so in <laughs> Hey, this was fun. Mirna, it was so much fun having you. Your story is just it just resonates with me because you did it differently. You did everything differently and you, because of how it connected to you and how you felt about what's the right thing for me to do at this moment. And you did it, but you did it with verve and you did it with energy and you did it with, uh, just a passionate view to how you want to move forward and grow. So I'm I'm just so proud of you as an old teacher. Thank you. I'm proud of you. And I, I just think you're always, always doing wonderful things. And I look forward to future work that you do. I, I suspect, Absolutely. I suspect you're just beginning this journey uh, of of potential, of growth, of work, of your and your family. I wish you so much luck with your family. Sounds like it's going to be so much fun, <laughs> and, and you're just going to be a great mom. So, ladies and gentlemen, Thank we've you. been the beneficiary of having Mirna Torres on Adventures to Careerland, and that's it for today. So, we will see you next time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Mm-hmm.